Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today, we are talking about the Drew Barrymore classic, Never Been Kissed, 1999. 1999, Never Been Kissed. I'm going to start right off. That The title of this film is a, is a false pretense altogether. Like, it's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why they went with that, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. But uh yeah, so never been kissed. We always want to tell everyone who's listening in if you have not found a reason to watch this movie, please make this the reason that you do. Uh unfortunately, we have to we have to be the reason that you watch this movie. Uh where where is it at currently? Is it on Stars or something? It is. Yeah, it's training it's, on Stars. Yeah, that's where I found I it was on Stars. Um, but yeah, so go find it, watch it, and then come back and you'll be up to speed with the conversation. We'll give you a few seconds to go do that so you can pause it and go find it. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. Thank you so much for going and watching the film. Now we're all up to speed and we can move on. And before we do that, though, Mandy, uh, we, we don't like to talk about these movies alone uh, no. because we would just argue about them. So basically, we need someone here to take sides. Uh, and today we're very excited to have uh, returning guests uh, and duo. Uh, on the show yeah. uh, we were only expecting one but it became a, a group deal and we we jumped right on it we said hell yeah let's make Man, it if happen. i had a nickel for every time that i only expected <laughs> one and then end up being a group thing right right yeah for sure we have we have victoria and brennan shown everybody yeah hey. Hi. Hi. hello welcome pause for applause pause for applause <laughs> welcome Welcome back, guys. What what was the last one we had you both on for? Was it uh, a league of their own? It yeah, was. It was. Oh my so. goodness, that was a that was a while ago. So uh, we got to catch up a little bit. What's going on, guys? How you been? How you handling this pandemic? What's up? Well, uh, the the pandemic has been. I don't. We. I mean, virtually unaffected. Yeah, by okay. the by the, the virus itself, I would say. Yeah, yeah. we've been staying home. Yes. Staying home. Sure. Okay. Perfect. All right. Losing my job. So that's good. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds good. I have cancer, you guys. Yeah. yeah. We, I did yeah. hear that, man. I, I'm pulling for you, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. But yeah, we. I went to Facebook official with it. Yeah. I, I saw that. But uh, as they say, laughter is the best medicine. So maybe by the end of this, you'll be all set and ready to go. That's the. Oh, that's all awesome. <laughs> don't think this. I, I, I hope it can cure me because this. This movie did not. Okay. Good. <laughs> good yeah, this is probably going to, I'm probably going to get beat up by the that end of this, this the podcast. Op- <laughs> that was the opposite of a ringing endorsement. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> I actually suggested that instead of chemo, they just inject this movie directly into his veins because it is so terrible that it's going to kill cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we usually ask um, when, before we made you watch this for the podcast, when was the last time you watched it? I watched it last when it came out in 1999. I went to the theater with my boyfriend at the time, Chad Horvath. Shout out if you're listening. Shout out. Chad yeah. What's up, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> Chad's our only Patreon uh, yeah, subscriber. Um, so I did not get a chance to see it in the theater. And, uh, you know, so it didn't get a chance to shape my childhood. By that time, I was, uh, you know, like a... a junior or something but like i didn't i figured i didn't see the movie until like 2004 or five like when i got a chance to see it on cable okay mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right. All right. Gotcha. What about I mean, you, Matt? Oh, uh, for me, I don't know. It was, it was one of those films that kind of lumped in with all the rest of those sort of rom-com yeah. Drew, Drew Barrymore movies for a minute there. Uh, and I did avoid it for a while, but eventually, yeah, it was just on cable and I saw it. It was some years ago. Couldn't tell you when. I have seen it more than once. I know that, like in passing. And then just recently, it I was just scrolling through looking for shit to like listen to or whatever, like to ignore while I was working. Uh -huh. And I stopped on this film and watched it, but it was probably two months ago. Okay. And for, for unrelated to the podcast. Like I was just like, well, we'll see how this goes. And See what that is so funny because I, Matt is on my stars account because we <laughs> use it for the podcast. And I had, I don't remember the last time I saw this movie. It was probably quite a few years ago, but I, it said like, do you want to restart early? Or, and I, and I was like, what the fuck did I just get like wasted and like watch <laughs> after this movie and not remember? That's it. Um, no, it was, but no, and, and it I had wasn't to be. wasted. Yeah. I wasn't wasted either. <laughs> Um, but for the record, um, anybody that's listening that picked this podcast because they like this movie, I fucking love this movie. I've actually watched it like three times and we just decided what like Sunday that we were going to do this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I watched it a ton. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, obviously there's like a ton of parts that are so horrible, but sure. I still like, I just fast forward, you know, 10 seconds at a time until I get to the good stuff. For sure. For sure. All right. Um, so, did you guys know that this was uh, Drew Barrymore's uh, first film under her own production company, Flower Films? I did know that. I was kind of obsessed with her back in the day, like all the Charlie's <laughs> Angels and stuff. Like I, I loved her very, very much. That's why uh, I because I, I loved her too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found it strange during this film. At one point, she turned and was like, uh, when they were talking about naming the car. And she at one point said fully loaded. And wasn't that like the, the second Charlie's Angels movie or something was called? Yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Have we found the origins of the 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 tagline for that? I don't know. It was stupid. Is that really the second oh, Charlie Angels movie? I think it's the second Herbie, Herbie movie. Herbie? Herbie. <laughs> I, thought it, I, I thought it was Charlie's Angels fully loaded or something. I don't know. Who cares, right? We're not watching that movie. We're watching this movie. And we... <laughs> We are going to kick things off a little bit different than some of our previous episodes at this point. I think this will be the second episode that we've done it this way now. So we are going to do uh, a little activity with you guys. Uh, and it's got a theme song and that theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It is time for us to play chop this synopsis. That's where we, all of us will take this film, uh, never been kissed and condense it down to 10 words or less. So we have to describe the film in 10 words or less. And uh, I will say, uh, Mandy, do you want to take it away? You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, mine is undercover. Josie proves that you were that what you sorry. Undercover. Josie proves what you were in school means nothing. Okay. All right. So mine I, is semi like serious. Like it's not making fun of it, which I'm sure, sure. I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Uh, and then when you want to take it away, Victoria or Brennan, you want to? Yes, my 10-word synopsis of this film is Mean Girls and the Truman Show's child somehow survived abortion. <laughs> yeah. I'd True watch that. story, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd watch that for sure. Uh, Brennan, you got one? Okay, so um, mine, I have to count out on my fingers just to make sure, but um, not as bad as my cancer, but still bad. Okay. 
Yes. All right. And then mine, uh, my 10 words, I counted them out. It's exactly 10. It's uh, filled with false pretense. Dumb teacher falls for dumber journalist. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> Oh God! That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, guys. I can't help it. But uh, all right, so let's kick this into gear, Mandy. Do you have a a fun fact you want to kick off with? Um, this is also uh, James Franco and Jessica Alba's um, film per like film debut. Okay, so we got them out of this. I'm sure uh, Casey is super happy about the whole James Franco thing since I know he <laughs> loves him so much. Yep, if he's um, listening in for sure. It, yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, let's see. Oh. Okay, so this is kind of a weird one. So the guy that plays Guy, his name is Jeremy Jordan. And he was a singer back in 1993. And he sang the song, Right Kind of Love. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was on the 90210 soundtrack. And I totally had that on cassette. And I did not realize, and it was number 14 in the top 100. And I, um, hold on, I found it on YouTube and queued it up because the video, oh my God, the video is so bad. But I know as soon as you hear it, I feel like I'm going to turn this up a little. I feel like you guys will totally recognize the song and be like, holy crap. I can't believe that was him. Okay, ready? The dance party. It's the right kind of love. It's the right kind of night. You're yeah. the right kind of girl. Nope. You don't That's remember hard, this at all? No, that is a hard no for me. I'm telling you, he all was right, hot. He oh, was okay. hot. And I remember, like, I remember this video. I remember, so, like, and, and the thing is, is in the movie, I remember thinking how ugly, I, even as a child, like, I was like, this guy's so ugly. But in, I remember him, like, 93. So that was, 90, so that, you know, was six years before that. I remember him being like this hot musician and watching this video and thinking, Oh my gosh, this guy's so and not even like knowing that the two people were the same. So, sure, sure. um, th- so there's a little fun fact for you. You're welcome. Very good. Very good. Uh, okay. So we, uh, like to kick things off by trying to find a bit of positivity, uh, in the movie. <laughs> uh, if you guys had to have like a, a standout performance or a, uh, you know, just a pleasant surprise in the film, did you have one? Could you come up with anything? I would say that the casting director should play the lottery because they really, really put some stars into a, a, a total shit fest. But yeah, yeah I mean, they, they had Octavia, what was Octavia Spencer yeah. in there? Yeah. John C. Riley's in there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Franco's in there. And you said <laughs> Alba's in there. Like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty uh, wild ride to see those faces play such small. Uh, and yeah. how hot was david arquette like obviously we're used to seeing him yeah. as dewey yeah but in this movie like with the with when he's wearing like the cargo pants and stuff and he has like the regular and he was like normal i was just like oh yeah that's hot <laughs> not yeah that, that, 99 yeah for sure yeah this was his prime um, for sure i happened kind of enjoyed the soundtrack a little bit i did like how there was de la soul me myself and i in there and nice. i did like where she ate the ganja brownie and she got up on stage <laughs> and started ridiculously dancing in front of uh a couple of members of uh jurassic five uh-huh okay. yeah it, i mean that was that was that that brought me some kind of joy how like she was white girl wasted and just you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man, I don't love her. <laughs> like she gets super annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Good times. Uh, Mandy, did you have a, a surprise that you found this time around or a standout performance that you thought was extra good? Um, I complete well, this was Mark, my husband's first time watching this movie, and I completely forgot how awesome Molly Shannon was. I was gonna be she, mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. When she has to go in and do the sex talk. Yep. And and Mark was just dying laughing when she's like, Oh, okay, yeah, I'm Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, sex is really fun <laughs> when you're old enough, which none of you are. Trust me, I should know. Because when you lose it to some guy named Junior. With bad breath in the back of a van at a Guns N' Roses concert. You're going to wish you listened to your mother when she said, you know, nobody's going to want to buy the whole friggin' ice cream truck when you're handing out the popsicles for free. (laughs) (sighs) Any questions? I love it. Any questions and then all the hands raised. It's great. So, uh, yeah, that's one of many uh, issues I have with this movie in the sense that, like, these people have ruined a bunch of stuff, right? Like, like uh, Drew Barrymore has ruined uh, the the nominators, right? Like the the team that she was on. True like story. They, they went to like the state finals or whatever, and like they won some shit. But with a twenty five year old, yeah, like a college graduate, right? So it completely wipes their entire season. They're totally fucked, right? Mm-hmm. She she ruins the prom. Uh, because someone else should have been prom queen and took that experience away from that other person. Did right? she though, or did she make the prom like the best ever? Because she <laughs> totally dumped freaking dog food on those bitches. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you guys, uh, she also ruined my appetite. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like I should have taken my anti nausea meds before watching this movie. It made me sick, you guys. Let me tell you, a factoid that I read off IMDb was that they didn't even bother at the math, uh, the mathletes, uh, uh, they have like pie on the front of a table or whatever, and they only bothered with the first three. First letters. three. Yeah, just the 3.14. It's like, oh, how, how much harder is it to just carry on with a, like eight numbers or whatever you know i mean like, i think it i think it goes to like infinity doesn't it i'm not 100 percent sure like, i'm just saying like hit it with a hard repetend or whatever like <laughs> <laughs> the length of the table i mean you know what yeah they got no yes. love. they got no love I'm for that one five at the end <laughs> in terms of continuity they didn't even care that much right mm-hmm. right that's true that's true very true uh, well they probably figured like a bunch of dumb teenage girls <clears throat> me are going to be watching this mainly for like the romance of the whole thing. And that, that was totally me. Like I wouldn't have even cared. Speaking of the romance, she also ruined this teacher's life. Potentially. I can't imagine he's going to be able to get a teaching or to keep his teaching job (laughs) uh, after this big news story happens. So he probably ought to just go ahead and move to wherever San San Diego or whatever. That's that's what's going on. Uh, Also David Arquette. Oh yeah. Yeah. He ruined the baseball team teaching position that'll open up at like a catholic church or something sure yeah yep no mention of your past david arquette was coaching that baseball team (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he didn't ruin it he just got to be the coach well yeah but they would have had to like get i feel like they would have had to like forfeit all the games up until the end like there's no way that they would have been able to let them play in like the championship game if he's been playing right and she's she's supposedly 25 and he's her older brother 
So he's got to right. be younger. You know, he's younger. Oh, is he's he really? 23. He's 23 and she's 25. Yeah. Really? I always assumed uh-huh. he was the older brother in this no. uh, operation. So, all right. Well, either way, <laughs> still fuck that up. Uh, yeah. Ruin the team, their chances of winning state or whatever. And then also uh, the life of that 16 year old girl uh, kind of fucked that up too. Uh, and also his own uh, future, I would imagine as well. So. Yeah, he was really very uh, Nasser with that gymnast. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pretty excited. <laughs> he was uh, flexible. So, uh, okay, so I'll sw- I'll shift gears on my uh, standout performance, and I'll go with Merkin. Uh, Sean, what's his name? Sean Whalen. Yes. Uh, he's been in a shit ton of movies that oh, we yes. have covered. Um, and I do have a clip from Merkin here. Awesome new phrase. Power is powerful. Total t-shirt, sure. right? Awesome. Amazing. What? Can I get my messages? Yeah. Hey, seriously, last time I saw you, did I have fat? Okay, you hesitated. No, it's case closed. Forget it. You Excuse me, Merkin. Um, I noticed that there weren't any index cards. And I needed to stay for this. Hey, hey, hey. Merkin ain't jerking. He's working. That's it. That's it. That's the t-shirt uh, right there. He is so hideous. Like, his <laughs> teeth are like... They're, his teeth are like Andy McDowell's teeth times two. Like if she had a twin and then they smiled together, like that's how bad his teeth are. He's just, he's just so a goofy much. looking, interesting looking person. And I think he's got that Steve Buscemi vibe about him where he mm-hmm. can get work just based on being a character. And he was in, uh, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine today and he just showed yes. up in there. He was like a perp in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when I was watching today. <laughs> I love that show. And he was in that thing you do. Oh, uh-huh. sorry. Go ahead. He's got a forever perp face. That's true. That is the truth. <laughs> for sure uh okay uh so let's move on to do you have any more uh fun facts maybe? you guys i uh, want to circle the wagons and say that uh charlie's angels 2 is full throttle full throttle oh, yes that's right yeah for I needed, sure i needed that thank you for fact checking us in real I time i feel like charlie's angels fully loaded is like a porn <laughs> like, yeah. like they yeah, it's the, it's the just... low hand crossover. Yeah. I don't know, but right. <laughs> um, no, I, there were not many fun facts for this movie. Um, okay. nah, turns, out, turns all. out it wasn't, wasn't very fun either. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, it seems like it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was just very unbelievable. Have, have you guys seen, I mean, obviously I referenced two other movies that, one of which came out after one of which before this film. So Truman yeah. Show came out slightly before mm-hmm. Mean Girls comes out after. But watching this movie, I very much felt like the presence of Molly Shannon and the the subplot that felt so very close to Mean Girls that this movie must have in some way impacted the idea behind creating Mean Girls or even some of the way that they acted i mean the three sure. girls were very much like the plastics and things like that but another movie it reminded me of is a movie from the 80s called just one of the guys oh uh, yeah we love that movie matt and i yeah. we haven't done that one yet but we'll we will sure that is yeah that movie is one of my very favorite movies from uh, my childhood and and obviously anything where, where somebody's a reporter goes undercover falls in love oh. in the undercover situation and then gets exposed oh, you know that you, sort you of thing, do that so. movie have us back on. <laughs> <laughs> very good we will <laughs> yeah, yeah um okay so like we might as well talk about the elephant in the room like we talked a little bit about um david arquette's yeah, character more about my cancer oh my God. <laughs> i mean we we can 
I don't, I, we, I mean, I don't know, like if we can inject this movie into your system and hopefully it will, it will be harmful enough to your cells to like attack your cancer. <laughs> um, no, what but like the David Arquette's character and the 16 year old, we talked about that already, but like, okay. So I am super, this is going to come back bad on me probably, but I think the whole like teacher student thing has always been like super hot for me. Like I loved when Pacey had the affair with the teacher in Dawson's Creek. I thought this was hot, pretty little liars. I loved it when they had the, the affair. Like I just, I don't see a problem with it. Obviously if it was like my child, maybe I would feel differently, but for like the purposes of like entertainment, it didn't bother me. I thought it was very romantic, but I know that that's like not how people see this movie anymore. And I think from a, like a 2021 lens, this is like really bad. What do you guys yeah, think? A little problematic for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I, I wait, hold on. There was, there was, there was, there was teacher student loving in Dawson's Creek. I feel like. Oh, hell yeah. Um, D- Pacey. And uh, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but um. Yeah, like in the first season, Pacey was like doing his teacher for sure. Did you guys happen to watch that show that was on FX that the the teacher had the relationship with the student? What was that called? It's just called the teacher. The teacher, yeah. That, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I think it was the teacher fully loaded. Or the student got fully loaded, depending on if the teacher was and male or female. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's hot. Thing you might think it's hot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say every episode ends with like a a, a website link for if you know someone who's being sexually (laughs) (laughs) groomed. I mean, everyone has their things, and like for and for me, like I just, I just think it's hot. The show is giving you directions. Basically, it's like this is how you do it. But if you see this happening to someone else, please call. Wait, this so is bad. If, if, if you happen to see these certain signs or symptoms of grooming, just right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but there were a lot. There are a lot of comments too, like, "Oh, if he had been ugly, you know, or gross, like she wouldn't. It would have been like completely different." But that is like, I totally agree with that. If he, I wouldn't watch this movie if he was ugly or gross. Sure. So, <laughs> which is worse here, like the potential for the teacher to be going after Drew Barrymore? Or the fact that David Arquette did go after uh, what he knew to be a 16-year-old girl. Because uh, one of them has the deal with, like, the position of power uh, being an issue, like exploiting positions of power. And then the other one just has to be, like, I mean, he's a dude and he has a gymnast in front of him that's, like, all stretchy. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, either way, it's bad news, man. This whole movie is kind of under that din of like maybe not uh, maybe not so much right now let me, I don't know. let me posit the question how how powerful are high school teachers <laughs> and and in in the next like i'd say um uh, maybe her cover was blown okay she wasn't exactly 21 jump street in there, you know right, she right I'm okay. You know, she's she wasn't looking long in the tooth by any means, but she was not uh, your uh, no spring chicken, dude. Yeah, he knew she wasn't 17 as soon as she knew the Latin root of (laughs) 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 passport. Uh, so just in case anyone's watching or listening to this that isn't aware of the plot of this film, loosely it is. Uh, a copy editor gets thrown into her first uh, journalistic endeavor 
uh, by having to infiltrate a high school and uh, find a story. And then it turns out she creates the story by trying to fuck the teacher. So no, that is not true. <laughs> Don't listen to Matt. She tried to create a story by asking what's in the coal slaw. That is true. <laughs> and then, oh, do you do you have the clip of him talking about sex and intrigue? And unless a student commits suicide because of something with the coal slaw, do you have that? I, I don't uh, know. We, oh. failed, we failed to mention who that is as well. Gary Marshall. Yes. The actor who plays her head boss, who's in, you know, the boss of her boss. And I was just like, how in the world is Gary Marshall in this film? That's what Hell I yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Wieners! I got hot wieners. Yeah. <laughs> I got hot wieners. You yeah. want a wiener? <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. Wieners. I got hot wieners. Get your own row. Get your own row. I got wieners here. Hello. And th- it's funny because he was in the last movie that we did. He was in um, uh, League of Their Own. So, oh yeah, look at that! Yeah. Look at the throughway there. Yeah. Right. I know he brings us all together, doesn't he, Gary Marshall? Or he did. Sort Rips to Gary. Yeah. Well, Penny Marshall directed a League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's another clip of uh, Rigford just just because. My semester in high school. You. What's your name? That was like the novelization of this movie. Jose. Josie Geller, you enrolled Friday. Have fun. The meeting just ended. Have fun. No direction. No nothing. Just go do it. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Uh, All right. Let's get into some more clips here. We have, oh, this one, of course. I tried to pick some iconic lines from this movie, but turns out, I mean, they're not a ton, right, of iconic lines from this movie. So we came up with this one. Do you remember high school? It was a long time ago. Do you remember what they called you in high school? Making it difficult for uh, young ladies named Josie yeah, I know. Uh, I since up. 1999 to go to school. No, it's going to catch on like it did. The weirdest part about that to me is that it sounds like the kids are chanting Josie Grossy, <laughs> and then she says they called her Grossy Josie. Like it's like inverted. Yeah. It's weird. It's oddly it's inverted, inverted to me. Yeah. The, inflex- the inflections in the wrong spot for sure. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's making uh, things tough on girls named Jose yeah. since forever. <laughs> I, like said, uh, I like how he said her name, Jose, like she works at uh, Outback Steakhouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just aggressively yelled at her, uh, her name. Yeah. Uh, and then let's do this one. Here we go. This is, uh, which I thought was fun. This is her stupid outfit that she wears. That is so sad. I know, like five chickens had to die just so she could look that stupid. <laughs> Josie, in my classroom, tardiness is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Well, not as sorry as I am. Yeah, whatever. Uh, did you guys ever have to, uh, a teacher that would do anything like that, like make you a public display of shame for doing anything wrong? Yes. I had a teacher who had a toy school bus where she had painted clue bus on it and whenever you asked a question she thought was stupid she would tell you to get on the clue bus and put it on your desk oh that is so wrong yes sucks yes Uh, 
once catfish. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like a, a yeah. That's. A I mean, who's going to ask a question in that fucking classroom? <laughs> no one. Yeah, I was. I, gonna, so I, how many times? How many times did you get the clue bus though? I personally didn't ever really really speak up in the class. Okay. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> if my daughter got the clue bus, I would turn into a fucking Karen. I would like go down to that school and be like, "What is the problem?" Here's with your this clue, thing? bitch. <laughs> yeah, for, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go down to the school. I just wait for her to go out to her car. Be uh, like, I got your clue. <laughs> well, you guys, I can't remember a specific teacher, but I was in some special ed classes because I'm gifted or whatever. But they would us <laughs> uh, around school like we're small barnyard animals or whatever. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we had. Uh, I remember. I can't remember the specific teacher, but I remember there were several of them that had like dumb like trinkets attached to like the hall pass. So yeah. you'd, you'd have to yeah. like carry around a hubcap in the hallways or something. Like it's a goddamn gas station uh, bathroom yeah. key or whatever. It's like nothing that can ever adequately fit in your pocket. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh, and imagine like the nastiness that was all over that shit. Like you. <laughs> I mean, it's probably worse than a it's gas the, station bathroom because you're dealing the with origin. Kids. It's the origin of COVID. It came from a, <laughs> a, a, a gas station hubcap key. Miss Smith's hubcap key. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I do have to say, I, I have a hard time when people are in embarrassing situations mm -hmm. and being made fun of. Like, I automatically feel like it's me. I'm sure that this is like a delve into my psyche of like all the things <laughs> wrong with me. But so like watching this with like with my husband and stuff and like watching him and the reaction he had when she gets the eggs thrown at her, like watching, I just kept glancing over and I could see the look on his face like, oh, this is really bad. And I have to admit that Drew Barrymore react like her reaction and how hard she cries. And I felt like that scene was very impactful, even though the movie itself, I know is super cheesy and lame, sure. but that scene in general, I feel like everyone can kind of relate to that. And they're, and he hits her so hard with that egg <laughs> and she's like, ow, oh, you're laughing. You shouldn't be laughing. It's horrible. Um, so when yeah. I saw, <laughs> so when I looked over and saw my husband's face, like, it was like, then I knew he, I'm like, oh yeah, that motherfucker's invested. Like <laughs> he wants her to succeed. So anyway, like, I just, I can't watch people be embarrassed when she's like, dance like, you loved it when she was dancing on stage. I was just like, oh God, when she's slapping her ass and then the drama, I'm like, please stop. This is so horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's, I think it comes from a, a place of uh, maybe just shame myself or whatever, but I, I, went to the fridge to see if we had some eggs oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go yeah in tribute you guys. i would throw them at the director uh raja gossip <laughs> there you go yeah make some use out of them for sure uh so for me josie in this movie drew barrymore was very all over the place just super like one time she's nearly crying while talking and then the next but it like seemed like it had no uh she had no level you know what i mean like it was always either just hysterical or super sad about everything uh but here's where she's describing uh like what it would be like to be kissed by yeah. your person you know and it seems okay. like she's crying halfway through this statement okay if you've never kissed a guy before we have bigger problems than the underwear like the I've name of this guys. fucking movie i've kissed guys i just haven't felt that 
thing. That thing? <laughs> Is that what you kids are calling it these days? Hey. That thing, that moment when you kiss someone and everything around you becomes hazy. We gotta wait for the waterworks to start here. And the only thing in focus is you and this person. <laughs> and you realize that that person is the only person that you're supposed to kiss for the rest of your life. This this sentence, like and this part, moment, seems like it's the end of the movie. Like it seems like the emotional pivot in the film, like toward the end, and it's right up front. It's This is the second clip that I pulled, and I was like, Jesus Christ, where are we gonna go from here? <laughs> and it turns out the movie's all over the place anyway, so it, it didn't really matter. But um, let's see here. Uh, what about uh, other cameos and stuff? Did we discuss who else is in this movie that's weird? Oh, uh, Lily Sobieski. Yes. We did so Jared, Jared Hibbs wants to know where she is now. Um, and to, she's been in stuff up till 2018, but in 2016, she took a step back to focus. She has a son and a daughter. Um, she was married in 2010 and in 2016, she decided to step back and, um, focus on art, which totally like makes sense that she would want to do that. She was originally going to be cast as one of the mean girls in this. Um, but she asked to be Aldis because she's more interesting character. Wanted, wanted a terrible name in a movie. LD. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, her name is Lily. So, you know, yeah. or actually, well, no. yeah. she has like 47 names also. So she has something in common with her name. Her name is Lillian Rodebet Gloria Elsveta Sobieski, or uh, Lily for short. So, <laughs> I feel like we alphabet right there. I, I feel like we it. just had like Fifth Element when he's like Lilu. Can you make it shorter? She's yeah, like, just. <laughs> sorry go ahead brennan sorry oh you're fine no i applaud her for stepping away and uh focusing on her art and uh her children yeah uh, for did, sure did you happen to notice uh the other one who stepped away uh was the 16 year old uh the, she's the gone she hasn't just she, dropped off she did she yeah. came in hot in 1999 she did uh american pie yes this, this movie some short film and then like a TV show project thing. And then that was it never yep. to be heard from again. Now nope. she's like a concert violinist, like a, oh. like a professional concert violinist. And uh, yeah, so she's, uh, she's moved on to. Do you think while stuff. she's playing the violin, she puts her foot behind her head? Cause yeah. that would be something. Probably for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Her name is Katie Lins, uh Lansdale. And mm -hmm. uh yeah, man, she was just, she hit it real hot in 1999 and then nothing, man. I don't know what happened to her, but she dipped out of movies real, real quick. <laughs> Although I think in American Pie, she was just listed as like intrigued girl or something. So yeah, like gawking girl or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Didn't really have a big part, but still, you know. Um, So we talked about Lily. Uh, uh, David Arquette. Are you guys David Arquette fans? <laughs> Who's not? <laughs> there you go. There you go. We need I love all the Arquettes a yeah. lot. Yeah, okay. yeah, me too. We're, we're big supporters of the Arquette family. Celebrate their whole catalog. Your your kid is a little too old, but did he ever watch the um oh the Disney Pirate Kid? I can't think of the name. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Yes, Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Did he ever watch Captain know. Jake and the Neverland? Well, anyways, David Arquette does the voice of their parrot. Um, if you if you listen to it, you can hear that it's my husband and we were watching it. God, Kate must have been like two. And he's like, I think that's David Arquette. And we looked it up. And we're like, holy shit. It totally is. Oh, like, that. yeah, that's fun. I uh, do love him. 
Yeah. I also I also thought John C. Riley was extra dopey in this movie. Like mm-hmm. it just seemed like he was like paid a for a day of work and they're like, just pump it out. One take. We're in, we're out, get it done. But <laughs> he was yeah, he just didn't seem like he was super invested in this. And again, I loved it when when he find out the teachers broke up with his girlfriend and John C. Riley goes and like sucks through his teeth, like, oh, he's really into it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let me see if I can do. Oh, no, I, I have a clip here of James Franco saying Rufalicious. I'm so there. This band is so good. Have you heard this band play? Yeah, I'm going to steal my mom's car and I'll drive. Yo, this is going to be Rufalicious. Yeah, Jason, it's not a stick of gum. It's Rufus. Rufus. God, don't be an idiot. It's Rufus. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, all things being Rufus, I suppose this gets us to the end of our first uh, first half. <laughs> So we are about to take a little break. We will come back from the break uh, with the games portion of the show. So here in just a second, I'll send you guys another invite real quick, and we'll finish up on the other half of this. But in the meantime, we will be right back after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. If post ever happens. And we're back. (laughs) I doubt I'll remember to cut that, so that'll be fun. Whatever. Um, Sorry, guys. We are back. And, of course, that's going to bring us to mostly the, the games portion of the show. Ah. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's get right into it, guys. Let's move along here. Uh, but before we do that, make sure you do what those ads said to do. We played probably an ad for Stu's podcast. Uh, and also I did want to mention Stu did chime in. We, uh, the question was asked on uh, Facebook, whether the whole uh, teacher relationship thing was problematic or romantic. And Stu McAllister chimed in and said, clearly problematic. So short and sweet answer, but that's, <laughs> that's what we get from, from Stu. So, all right, uh, oh, let's. Yeah, Stu would know. Yeah, Stu is where romance goes to die. Fuck him! Like a, I, it's amazing. He's got his <laughs> finger on the pulse of problematic. Is what. <laughs> yeah, Go break a table, you <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, you guys, oh, guys. Speak, speaking of guy, uh, here. Hi, I'm guy. Hi. Yes, you you are a guy. Quite a guy. <laughs> Oh my that rhymes <laughs> I just want to hit her with a shovel yikes so bad bikes <laughs> oh okay okay like even listening I to it makes me bikes. sick like, yeah you hit with the shovel is Abby Cohen and Mark Silverstein who wrote the screenplay for this ah, <laughs> they, should, they should both be hit with shovels <laughs> for sure yeah for sure uh let's do uh yeah but anyhow go listen to uh, Stu's podcast um let's move along speaking of Stu, let's throw him out here as well we got a theme song for this next bit and the theme song goes like this box office theme song <laughs> recorded live on the air <laughs> Stu very nice thank you Stu. box office theme song it was and mandy take it away all right so victoria and brennan how much do you think that it cost to make this movie back in 1999? What do you think the budget was? Jeez, Louise. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm I, so bad at these. I'm gonna yeah. say like just over 
I did look for fun facts on IMDb, but I, you know, we do usually try to play this game with each other about budgets or whatever. So we didn't see that. So okay. um, I'm, you, you want to go? I was ladies say, first. I mean, it's a real shame. I don't want to give it this much money, but I'm I'm going to say just over a million dollars, just for like, just for like the sake of like all of the the Drew Barrymoreness of it. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go way the other way, and uh, and uh, just be absolutely repulsive and appalling with a seven point six million dollar budget. Okay, okay, right. Matt, now, what I, do you think? I, I'm gonna go way, way over your guys's budget. I'm gonna say this movie costs probably twenty five to thirty million dollars to produce. Jesus, oh. it was. T- it was twenty four million. Hey, look at that! You gotta, you gotta pay good money for uh, for Drew Barrymore. Twenty four million. What was the budget? <laughs> yep. What? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, how much do you two think that this movie grossed, like roughly worldwide, up until today? Like, how gross is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how gross is this movie? If you, if, <laughs> no, if how, how much? <laughs> if you put a number on how gross it is, you'll probably be close to how much the movie actually made. So, oh, you guys need to shut your pie holes. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Please keep talking. We love to hear what you have to say. It did it. Did it do quadruple? hundred million. We have to think because this is 1999. Mm-hmm. So, like, this isn't really like box office flop type shit. Drew Barrymore was red hot at that time hot shit yeah those rom-coms seeing whatever she was in so i feel like it at least recoup the money yeah okay um i'm gonna go with uh 200 and uh let's say 222 million all right victoria Victoria. what do you think I'm just mad at this movie, and I'm mad you guys made me watch it. <laughs> sure. I mean, 1999 was a great year. I turned 18. I graduated from high school. The Matrix came out. Ooh. American Beauty came out. Fight Club came out. And Never Been Kissed came uh, out. Something just doesn't fit in that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm guessing those are two different demographics. <laughs> Yeah, they I we can't know. I'm just gonna stick with my quadruple number and say a hundred million. Okay. All right. I feel like this would have uh ruffled some more feathers if it had made any more than like fifty ish. So I'm gonna stick around yeah. that like fifty to sixty million, something like that. Yeah. It was eighty five million. Okay, yeah, I made so a lot million. too much, but not oh. like not <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah. Okay. Uh I'm surprised they didn't do some sort of a television spin-off or a uh like a sequel type situation. Uh, because of that, though, <laughs> I can honestly say that I think I saw this movie in the theater at least four times, very possibly like closer to seven or eight times in the theater. Wowzers. That's <laughs> from, a, from a movie perspective. It is one of the worst films I've ever seen. Like as far as like, <laughs> a movie goes, I mean, no. it, opens. it opens in the present moment when she's standing on that baseball diamond with a narration that then just disappears and seems to like not be existent for mm-hmm. the rest of the film. It's a really I hate when movies oh, do that. I hate I when love movies. It. When movies voiceover 
for no reason <laughs> and then never justify the voiceover like they never come back around yeah. to it again yeah. yeah let me just chime in that um the director roger gosnell is also the director of home alone 3 big mama's house oh. beverly wolf's chihuahua and two movies from both the scooby-doo and the smurfs franchise and i think victoria and i have both determined that uh this was the worst of those movies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so is this? I can't help it. I was a romantic kid. What can I say? And it was two fifty for movie tickets, and yeah. I was at the movies pretty much every day. And if yeah. I saw a movie I liked, I'd go see it many, many times. So I wonder, yeah, though, like four times. Yeah, we yeah. spend days at movie yeah. theaters. I yeah. saw yeah. so I watched Solaris three times. It's awful. I thought you were uh, going to say Soul Plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. That makes me wonder, though, if this guy, this director, is just one of those, like, shell corporations that they just, like, they take a shit project and, like, someone's got to put their name on it and this guy is willing to do it, yeah. you know? Like, somehow yeah. it made it through all the, the, like, these are the types of movies, all of those other ones that you mentioned, are the types of movies where they're like, we need you to make a family movie or a, a kid's movie or something, and then we'll let you do your little project that you've got yeah. off to the side yeah. and someone like signed on to do it realized it was going to be trash and then they just had to give it to this dude that was like fuck it i'll put my name on nearly anything you know and see what happens yeah. but, or maybe this was a passionate uh film process for him maybe he enjoys doing these i don't know but either way we don't need him <laughs> it's actually the pen like the director pen name or pseudonym of yeah. like the cohen brothers <laughs> yeah <laughs> When they're, <laughs> when they're not willing yeah when they're not willing to take credit for it this is what happens but that is uh, so, well and if you think about it i mean maybe if this if all those movies i feel like this might have been the movie he did first and then it just kind of went downhill from yeah. there for him this was like uh, i think it's one of the first couple films again yeah yeah so, and, See? i mean this one was a financial success it was I mean, successful i mean mm -hmm. it tripled its money almost yeah. you know or more than tripled its money so yeah i mean no, it was clearly a but i'm, I'm certain the scooby-doo franchise and the smurfs franchise did all right as well yeah that is yeah the truth, for that's sure. true well, yeah big mama's house franchise <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah they didn't direct i thought i actually think <laughs> sorry go ahead i just said he did direct the finest of the home alone movies as well <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure my daughter we talked about this around christmas time my daughter loves that one and like we are like barf like we when, can we please watch the other ones again and she thinks it's like the best she's only six but I'm like, oh, this is so lame like uh, like there's russians like it just doesn't make any sense it's very strange <laughs> <laughs> but but you saw this movie seven times in the theater so, so yeah. roughly yeah you know, hey whatever good with the bad it wasn't uh, it, it was the sexiness of the the hot for oh, sure. thing i, I'm, I, I swear it. that's got to be what it is yeah it's like I forbidden demanded my money back seven times <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep coming back i don't excuse know. me sir you cannot get a refund this is the seventh time you came to see this movie <laughs> i only watched part of it <laughs> We're, um, we're not Panda Express. <laughs> yeah, they can't be. They can't. Not everybody can be Panda Express. <laughs> Was this say, the Panda Express of movies for you? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, think so. I think so. But it didn't. It didn't. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it upset me as viscerally as the experience I had with Panda Express. Though. 
Okay. Gotcha. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> well, we don't have to. Um, we're not. We're not looking for them to sponsor us. So feel free to vent about that while you're on here. Let's. Noted. Noted. All right. Uh, let's get a clip here. We haven't really met uh, Gus yet. This is Gus and Anita. Uh, right at the beginning of the film, the second clip I pulled. So Anita, hmm. you and Roger are not bad. Oh, I wanted to say, uh, imagine this, them reading this from a, like, this feels like a script reading at like a table read right now. Like, listen yeah. to this. So, Anita, you and Roger are not bad. Oh, man, who told you? Roger and I. Oh, really? Anita. What? Don't make me send you another memo about my policy on intra-office dating. It's intra-office dating. And they're not Got dating, em. they're having sex. Oh. And what exactly is your policy, Augustus? That if you're not getting any, then no one can? How many times have I fired her? Five or six. Eight. That was a uh, very yeah. Much, uh, yeah, that was a rough read. Like that was a rough scene, and it was just like, fuck Ugh. it, we'll we'll take it. That was good enough. Um, but that scene reminds me though of the um, ten things I hate about you scene. Mm -hmm. Like the uh, if you're not having sex, then no one's having sex. Sort of vibe to it too, which was kind of around yeah. the, same, the same time too. But. Yeah, and like it's very like um, she's all that where she starts out like the ugly duckling and then becomes like the sure. hot prom queen. And yeah. it's sad because I normally love John C. Riley. Like I really am a fan of his work, but not not so much uh, in this movie. <laughs> uh, all right, let's keep on trucking along. Game. Let's move on to the next game, and that one has a theme song also, and it goes like this. Let's play guess the age. All right, the time to play. Uh, let's uh, let's play guess the age. Mandy, take it away. All right, guys. Um, how old do you think Drew Barrymore was in, when she was in this movie in 1999? All right, so she was like supposed to be 20. Her character, Josie, was supposed to be 25. Yeah. I'd say that she was uh, she was round in the round in the corner at 36. I want to say that she was 25. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. gonna give her. I'll just go thirty. I'll stick right in the middle there and say thirty. She was twenty-four. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> which is great. Seventy-six. Seventy-five. She was born in seventy-five. Yeah, which is crazy because, like, if you think, I th I feel like Poison Ivy was like so long before this, but it must not have been because she had to be eighteen to be all like flashing her. Okay, junk. she looked like every bit of like forty-four years old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. We've seen her on camera since she's been like five or whatever. Right. You know, but like, yeah, she was starting fires at like three years old on movies or, or in movies. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> That's the other thing too is that you started seeing her when she was so young. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. How old do you think David Arquette was? <laughs> she didn't look a day uh, younger than Molly Shannon in this movie, though, for sure. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, yeah, David Arquette. Uh, older brother i'd say he, he was later younger brother well, yeah, well, yeah mm -hmm. I, i'd say that he was older than her so i'd say that he was uh 20 if she was 24 i don't know maybe 29 okay Is that I victoria say, i would just say 30 yeah yeah okay. yeah uh just for the sake of uh throwing a number out there i'll go 25 with him he was 28 Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, I, f I figured he was much older. So yeah. Okay, so um. So wait, 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 wait. In real life, she's twenty four, he's twenty eight, and we are to believe that he, a f like full grown, uh, 
like aging David Arquette is younger than than Drew Barrymore. It's yeah, so but you weird. have to admit though that he played his character well for being young and like goofy and like I felt I he so, was way more believable as a high school student than she was. So are we? Were, did they do that because we needed to believe that he still had a shot at playing like college baseball then? Like, because what's the point of having him be younger? instead of being like the cooler older brother because that's what that's the vibe i got was that he was so cool she thought he was awesome and he came back to like show her the ropes and infiltrated the school himself to be like the instant cool guy uh but it yeah it's just weird it was like uh, there are plenty of siblings where the younger ones like cool. oh yeah well clearly <laughs> I, I mean obviously yeah i know right <laughs> I was sorry the first time we see him she's saying that he should enroll in community college and try to play ball for community college so yeah. there is some sort of like yeah. again to add to the to the level of con- continual like things that are unbelievable in this movie <laughs> yes david arquette is expected to be able to still play college ball nice Very good. Yeah. <laughs> all right so um I, and i don't even know if we've heard from um sam coulson have we heard from him yet uh Do you have any we clips? have not here is mr coulson brett what happens when you go out on the football field in uniform we kick ass yeah you, you yeah. yell you, you hit people you touch other guys butts <laughs> it's okay all right that's him <laughs> all right so his name is michael barton how old do you think he was when he, this movie came out in 99 34. Okay. Yeah. I say I go with my favorite number 32. Okay. okay yeah. Matt? I'll say 30. He was 31. Yeah, we okay. do like a plus or minus a year depending hey, on their birthdays. All right. Good, good. All right. Um, okay, so I have there are so many kids in this movie. We can go, okay, so um, how old do you think that uh Lily's uh, um Aldis? Sub- yeah, Aldis, thank you. Lily uh, here, here is a clip of her since we haven't heard from her much yet either. So tell me, what are your hopes and your dreams? What do you want to be? Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to be a professor of medieval literature. I want to be a novelist. I want to be a weekend flautist. I want to be a potter. I want to be a painter. I want to be an architect. And ugh, I want to go to Northwestern. I went there. For what? Um... Yes, wants to use the bathroom. All right, that's like my, <laughs> that's like my daughter when I ask her what she wants to be when she grows up. It's just a mm-hmm. long, a long string of unrelated. Uh, well, and very much it should be. My daughter said the other day she wants to be a karate teacher. She's never taken karate in her life. I'm like, right. what the fuck? I just feel like this girl is in high school and should probably have a little more direction. <laughs> like, probably have a little more of like a. This is the path I'm on, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, life. how I mean, old do you think that Lily Sobieski was? I want to say first of all that I think she is a spitting image of Helen Hunt, and that she that... should go on to do Helen Hunt impersonations or something. <laughs> she, anymore. she could have a Vegas show uh, where she just does as good as it gets live. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I want to do it. I didn't know if Matt would ever go for it, but yeah, that's a big one for me. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. Um, I think she was maybe nineteen when this okay. movie was. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say she was. Really- uh, 17. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell supposed to be. Yeah. I'm going to say she was no older than, than 17, like 16, 17, somewhere in that area. Yeah. She was 16. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. And I do have to say too, that she is like, so naturally like beautiful. Like I, and I just think that she is like, I wish that she would have continued acting because I, I thought well, she was good. I loved that her in the glass house. I thought that she did a great job oh, in that movie. Y'all ever seen her in that glass house movie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, you should just watch old Helen Hunt movies and it'll be like, she never left, you know, just carry on with True. Helen Hunt's career. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So we have a ton of other people. How old do you think Gary Marshall was guys? <laughs> uh, Gary Marshall's old. In yeah. Movie. So old. Is that a, is that a proper answer? All the old. I mean, like, I want to be generous and kind, but yeah. also that would be rude to like people I know that are that age. So <laughs> I would say he was he was seven seventy. Yeah, I'm gonna go a little higher than that. I'm gonna go seventy four. Okay. okay, Matt. Uh, just for the sake of saying a different number, I'll go sixty seven. Okay, he was sixty five. Really? Um, yeah, sixty five. But my dad's 64 and does not look at all like Gary Marshall. Looks right. like <laughs> <laughs> all right. How old do you think John C. Riley was in this movie? John C. Riley, he was obviously, this was one of his first acting roles as well. He looks like a young upstart. I'm going to say 42 years old. I think it's sad that he's like the exact same age as the actor that plays Mr. Coulson. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I do think that I think he's probably 30 or 31. Yeah. That's, okay. that's what I, I would have said that too, but I'll say 35 just for, you know, yeah, he was 33, but to me, he always seems like he's forever been in his forties. <laughs> I just, I cannot. All right. Just to save time. Um, uh, Molly Shannon was 35, and then it's always wow. fun to do. It's always fun to do the kids. Um, the guy that played Guy, who was supposed to be obviously he was a singer in the early 90s, he was 26. Um, Jessica Alba was 18. Uh, the girl that played Kristen Marley Shelton was 25. The girl that played Gibby was 24. Did we discuss um, the fact that that girl was uh, what's her name from uh, The Sandlot? Uh, peppercorn. When she's Wendy yes. Peppercorn. Wonder, Wendy Pe is it Pepper Peppercorn? I think or Peppercorn, pepper but I don't know. But either way, okay. I knew I knew yes. her from somewhere and could not place who she was. And uh -huh. it blew my mind because that fucking movie, The Sandlot, I always imagine that movie is from like was filmed in the early 80s. <laughs> yeah. Like it just seems like such an old fucking movie to me every time I watch it because it's a period piece, right? Like it's set yeah. back in the like I don't know, fifties, sixties, whatever the fuck it yeah. is. But the yeah. fact that it was filmed in like 94 or something, or it was like 94, 95. Uh, and that this girl is Wendy Peppercorn uh, is crazy mm -hmm. to me, but yeah, that is, that is the case. So that's where um, I and then <laughs> James Franco was 21. So okay. there were a lot of characters to say ages that would have taken us forever. So sure, yeah, sure. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw out another clip here. This is when Josie thinks that she's going to the prom the first time. This is when uh. her friend tells her uh, the good news. What have you wanted for like ever, but I mean never ever thought would happen. I'm the most popular girl in school and Billy Prince is asking me to the prom. <laughs> yes. What? Billy Prince what? is what? asking you to the prom. What? Why? I don't know. The poem. I knew he liked the poem.
Yep. Nailed it. Was the poem. See, and this also too, like totally gets me in like the, I constantly root for the underdogs. Like I am always like, I'm the yes, Lucas, you know, or Rudy or like any of those, like, I just want like the ugly duckling to like come out in the end. Like I, I'm just the constant optimist. Can't buy me love. Oh, hell yeah. For sure. Some early McDreamy. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. I mean, I like that movie, but yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, was that the end of the ages? Did we hit them yes. all? Yes, we did. Good yes. Stuff? Okay. All right. Uh, in the meantime, let's play this clip of uh, the weird interaction on the Ferris wheel. Oh, um, so hot! Okay, I want to ask real quick, is that guy the same guy from Can't Hardly Wait? Is that one of Kenny Fisher's friends? I think it is. His He was Tommy in this movie. His what? name was Brandon Williams. Yes, he is. And he was 25. I he didn't is. know if I should mention him or not, but yeah. Okay, he, he was also, because sure just from this, when he, he's Kenny's friend in the movie, and he has uh, several lines that sound exactly like this. <laughs> An ode to Pauly Shore yes. there. Yes, absolutely. It was so weasel. Yep. <laughs> Very know, I'd like to tell you that we all grow out of it. It's a lie. Some of us will always be rattling cages. Why do you do that? I don't know. The scene brought me right back to fear. You get older, it's just... Oh yeah, so hot. You know, Laura, my girlfriend you met at the club. We've been going out for five years, and now she wants me to move to New York. And this dude's got like legit no friends. He's just make the commitment and just unloading on this kid. I know we have our differences. I'm sad about stuff. You know what? I shouldn't be talking about this stuff with you. I'm sorry. It's nice to have someone to talk to. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. Okay. So, so that happened, you know, on the, on, the Ferris, <laughs> on, the, on, on the Ferris wheel in front of everyone. So they got that going for him. Yeah, it was, was like, definitely strange. I was like, are you guys going to like finger bang on the Ferris wheel already? Like uh-huh. get it over with you two. He's going to Wahlburger up there while she's yeah. not paying Give attention. A little fear. Right. <laughs> a little fear. All right. Uh, oh, here's a, a nice one. This is when uh, Lily or whatever her name is, Adirondacks. What do they call her? What's Aldis? Aldis. Yeah. Uh, this is where she uh, mocks the cool kids for not s- <laughs> for not selling her a prom ticket. You can't refuse to sell me a ticket to prom. Listen now, Poe. We can do whatever we want to. There's oh, that guy like, again. I get it. You guys don't know how to count change. Oh my god! I'll like make it easy. Okay. Here's the money. I'm taking the ticket. Got him. Oh my god. She was mocking us. Yep, got him. All right. Uh next uh what are we doing next? Wait, before we do game? clip, like what and in, in what group were you in in high school, you guys? Like what could you relate to? Were you like part of like the drama kids, the band kids, the popular kids or like a mixture, or the jacks? What were you guys? Oh, I was like one of those like skater burnout kids or whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> They didn't have the group of uh, Panda Express haters yet back then. Yeah, so. yeah. No. All right. All right. Uh, what about you, Victoria? Uh, what you would maybe term a stoner, I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Ma- Mandy, what were you? What would you classify yourself as? I was a jock. Okay. 
but I was an unpopular Jack. I, I also <laughs> like wanted to save the environment. Like we yeah. had a, we had a teacher that would let us paint like a ceiling tile at our senior year mm-hmm. of high school. And she was awesome. Her name's Miss Neiman, but, um, and my ceiling tile is a tree that grows into a heart and it says make love, not lumber. <laughs> And I wanted to, so I was a jack, but I also like I organized like the adopt a highway. Like I was all yeah. gonna the world. So. I had a sausage. But I did have I did have Beyond sausage tonight instead of uh, it's a plant based meat. Like that's what we ate for dinner. Nice. And I have to endorse like the Beyond beef and Beyond sausage. I know this is a weird like tangent oh. off of what we normally talk about. But yeah, wait, wait till the end for the plugs, Mandy. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, I was gonna say like I won't say anything. I'll just be like, nope, pass. But it was. <laughs> really really good like that we had the beyond beef last night and tacos and then we had the beyond sausage that are like bratwurst like they're supposed to taste like brats and uh, my daughter loved the, the beyond beef she would not eat the um sausage tonight uh, she was it was that was a no-go so yeah <laughs> uh, i was so we're uh, trying I, I was a theater kid uh eventually I was also like an art class kid so i just never did anything except art until i got into theater and then only did theater after that so i i sat squarely in that class but uh they also tried their best to recruit uh like to recruit uh jocks to come into the theater program as well so we did get kind of intermingled in with like different groups of people which was nice we didn't we didn't just stick to our own kind as much but uh (laughs) yeah so let's continue on we are gonna do a game called let's nope wrong one hold on back it up wait a second Where's Don't make it too hair? loud. It always comes in hot. All right, here we go. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. All right. Uh, Very this nice. Is be, this is going to be called What's That Sound? This time around, we have two sounds. I've pulled two sounds from this movie. I'm going to play them aloud for you. Uh, Brennan okay. and Victoria, and you can give me your response, what you think is happening. You guys get to pick who gets to go first. Um, if you don't get it, then it goes to Mandy, who has also never heard this clip. And if if none of you get it, it will then go to the listeners. So first clip is going to sound like this. Okay, I'll do it again. So you can tell me what's happening on screen when that happened. If you need it again, let me know. Yeah, you guys go first. Do you know Um You can swing for the fences if you want to, or it sounds like a uh it's to me it sounds like a ret- a record scratching and like transitioning into another song. So I I mean I would say that I think that that happened on the uh in the club like after she had ingested that ganja probably yeah i was gonna say probably like the moment sometime around there yeah okay uh no amanda you want me to play it again no it's when her car backfires when she gets to the high school it is yep it is let's play it again just one more time here Uh, nothing like blending in That's the that's oh. the brother the brother's car. What is its name? I don't remember what he named his car. Bambi. Bambi. That's the one. All right. Yeah. So that's the first sound. All right. 
we got one. And then the next sound goes like this. It might be it might be tough without headphones on, guys. Sorry about that. But all right, here we go. One more time. All right, what do you think that sound was? All right. I think that that is actually almost immediately after her car backfiring. Is it the scene where she like is going up the steps and she like trips and falls? Nope. Nope. I, I could hear that happening, but nope, that's not it. I'm going to play it again. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I just heard somebody opening a soda. That's all I... <laughs> <laughs> opening a soda? Sure. <laughs> all right, Mandy, what do you think? I have no idea. Nothing? All right. I figured this. I figured the first one was going to be super simple, so I wanted to get one that was a little bit tougher uh, since we were only going to have two this time around. But All right, so we'll just play this one more time for the listeners, so we'll keep it uh, just the clip here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, if uh, any of you listening right now want to chime in on this and let us know what uh, what the sound was, uh, send us a message on Facebook or you can email us at another episode podcast at gmail.com. And if you get the right answer first and you want one, I will send you some like swag from the from the podcast, some stickers so or a, something. There is a spider crawling like right above me. I, and I you- feel I feel like anytime that I look at you guys, it's going to literally jump on my face. I'm in my basement. We'll tell you if it does. We'll we'll let you know. <laughs> I I am like I don't I'm not afraid of spiders. Why did it as have long to be as, spiders? But it doesn't have to be like right above my head. Sure. You have a and motherfucking it, it, spider on your motherfucking. <laughs> I love that movie. We haven't done that one either. Yeah. I can't speak your jive lingo or whatever. <laughs> Um, also right. too, oh, sorry. I, I don't want to, uh, when, um, our friend Judd, we have a friend named Judd who, when we went to high school, he had a car that would backfire all the time. And we, our high school was butted up to a lake and there were times when there'd be a lot of birds, you know, like waterfowl. And yeah. I remember, and you, you had to walk a really long way from the high school to get down to the buses. Do you remember this, Matt? Uh-huh. And, um, I remember one time, like I was like halfway to the bus and like someone, and I'm pretty sure it was Judd's car, like backfired and like all these fucking birds just, I mean, it was like the sky turned black and they just like swarmed over us, like heading towards the bus. And all I could think of was getting shit on, um, kind of like how I feel right now with this spider above my head. I just, I just, he's crawling. It seems like to be to be fair the the place that we grew up in the the idea that there wouldn't have just been random like shotgun blasts all the time that would have scared them i mean honestly that is a shock yeah right that they all congregated there without being scared away by just the gunshots uh, (laughs) okay sorry and we're not we're not talking inner inner city gunshots i'm talking uh backwoods gunshots you know like Uh, they wanted they wanted judd's car to backfire so that they could shoot it in the air and make it legal (laughs) yeah right like like, all right next Next game has a new theme song, and we're going to play it. Here it goes. First, Matt plays a backwards clip. Then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play. Let's play backwards, forwards. All right. This is a game called Backwards, Forwards. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is where I take a forward phrase from the movie, and I reverse it. So I'll be playing you a backwards phrase. Then I will play you a series of three phrases forward, and you tell me which one was the backward phrase. 
All right. I don't know if that makes sense, but it will once we play the sound. So what I'm going to yeah. do is I'm going to play just the backward sound a couple of times to get you kind of acclimated to it, and then we'll play the rest. So here we go. Okay, so that has been the sound three times now. It's reversed, okay? I don't know if that makes sense, but here we go. Was it this? Your stupid prom queen. For this? I'm 25 years old. For this? Beating my brains out. For this? I'm an undercover reporter. Okay, so there's four options. All right, I'll play it one more time. I'll play the backward phrase and then the four possibilities. Your stupid prom queen. I'm 25 years old. Beating my brains out. I'm an undercover reporter. All right. What do you think? One, two, three, or four? Three. Three? I don't know what the beating my brains. Three. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I'm Mandy, going with three. I'm going with three, too. Everybody's going with three. Everybody is correct. <laughs> nice yeah. job. Very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I'll do it one more time. Yeah. It really gives it with the uh, part when she's going back. <laughs> yeah, here we go. But yeah, okay. So that was it. That's uh, forwards, backwards. Nice job, guys. Everybody gets that one. Very good, very good. Uh, and of course, there's no you know winners or losers in this game. It's just uh, it's just fun. So here we are. We've done it. We've made it to the end. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to talk about this movie uh, that we missed, Victoria or Brennan? I feel like you didn't really highlight your trouble with the title of the film. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Which is that it should be called Not a Good Movie, Don't Waste Your Time. Yeah, right, right, right. Or, or <laughs> yeah, I was kissed, but it wasn't that great, is what, yeah, you know, like she, <laughs> she, clearly, she clearly expected more from the, from the kisses that she had received prior to the film. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, all right, this gets us to the end. Basically, what we do to uh, see if this movie was enjoyable in any way, we ask our guests, would you watch this movie again? No. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Good. <laughs> I, I would. I would say never been kissed. More like should have been never been seen. <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. That's a ten-word synopsis. If I ever heard one. <laughs> right. uh, and then, of course, I assume we know your answer to this, Victoria. But uh, would you watch this movie again? Yeah. No. I would no. rather watch a different rom-com with Drew Barrymore. I'd even watch that Jimmy Fallon one. Yeah, fever pitch. Uh, for, yeah, before I watched this again. And that says a lot, I think. I thought you yep. were packing. But I, I really would say, like, like if you want to do three more rom-com 50 first dates. Yeah. That's where I would have settled, too, for sure. Mandy, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I will. Nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> She's undeterred. She does not care. No nope. fucks are given. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, of course, will not watch this movie again. I'm kind of sad that I watched it in the first place, but here we are. Uh, all right. And now at the end of this, uh, we just need to know if you guys have anything that you want to uh, point people toward in the world, whether it's social media stuff, your own plugs or anything that you're just enjoying uh, that people might enjoy also. Uh, keep up with me on Facebook for my uh, hatred of Panda Express, mm -hmm. uh, cool cancer updates talk of hip-hop and basketball nice yeah. cool cancer updates for sure all right and, and, performing every two weeks at chemo sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> i don't know 
I don't have anything that I'm doing that I'm really interested in promoting, but I, I do love a good mythical morning. So I'll throw out that. Good mythical morning. All right. Good mythical sure. morning. Good <laughs> I love, love Rhett and Link. They're great. Um, yeah, they were the, the Red House uh, furniture guys, Rhett and Link. Yeah. But, uh, anyhow, uh, Mandy, do you have anything you want to point people toward in the world? Nope, I'm good. All right. Uh, I have recently started playing video games on the internet uh, on Twitch. So if you want to see me play video games and talk to people while I'm doing it, you can find me at Mattopoly83. So it's twitch.tv slash Mattopoly83, M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. Otherwise, you can reach out to the show at anotherepisodepodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Instagram at anotherepisodepodcast. We don't know how to end these, so we always end with a final clip. And today, that clip is going to sound like this. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore! All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for doing the show. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.